1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On another big Premiership match day Celtic's poor run takes them and under fire Neil Lennon to Kilmarnock. St Mirren Hibbs and Aberdeen Livingston Make up your Tuesday night offering Steven Gerrard's happy with his business In the transfer window As it closes until the summer I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna
2: In his 77 is head for Kilmarnock later tonight but the heat is on in the top 6 Aberdeen host Livy St Mirren entertain Hibs right now Rangers bring in new faces but without a familiar face for tomorrow's Ibrox class with St Johnson and after Neil Lennon reveals Olivier and Charm wanted out of Celtic for two years his new for at Marseille last than one day with him I'm not sure if people caught any of that because there's something up your mic But I think we've fixed it Gordon DL
3: you, yeah. can, you
1: can pick up where he left off
3: Yeah what he was trying to say is there are three very good entertaining games tonight Very important games St Mirren Hibbs both in good form You've got Livy, who are been absolutely brilliant uh, Since David Martintale took over going to Aberdeen and all eyes will be on Robbie Park tonight for Celtic v Kamarnock who's not got a manager sacked or manager at a weekend. A lot of people on this program Want the Celtic manager sacked. So, of interest, you see how that develops. Oh one
1: four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to so step up to the plate and let us know what is on your mind, Celtic fans. I'd love to offer you a different question to last week, but I think it's the same because things have moved on. There was another disappointing result at the weekend. There was another Neil Lennon press conference and explanation. So the question exists once more. What is the mood on match day now? What what is it? What are you feeling ahead of kickoff? There was a time when it would be excitement, maybe nerves, maybe trying to anxiousness about keeping up in the, the title race or stretching ahead in the title race. Things are different now. So describe it to us What is the mood on match day At the moment Celtic fans 01419511025 All your usual pre-match questions as well Who should play Who shouldn't play How do you see the game panning out We'll take all of the above Games underway at the moment Aberdeen Livy And St Mirren Hibbs If you find yourself shouting at your TV Or your computer screen Shout at us instead We're on Twitter At Clyde SSB We'd rather speak to you on the phone 01419511025 What, what, What is the mood, what what will the mood be among Celtic fans, Roger, on match day these days?
2: Um resigned to losing a dream of ten in a row. Um annoyed that there has been no action to remove a manager that the vast majority of supporters want going and there'll be just a degree of frustration. You know, we've heard it in this show, Gordon, probably since the night after the Champions League elimination to Ferenc Varros. People calling for change People calling for Neil Lennon to go um, Five months on Neil Lennon is still there um, A lot of the players who Many of whom wanted to be out of the club Are still there And the problems are deepening and deepening um, Did they hit the bottom of the barrel on Saturday With that home defeat against St Mirren? Who knows? Uh,
1: 01419511025 Rangers fans What about you as well Stephen Gerrard Talking about the transfer business What did you make of it How happy are you Rate right your window Give us a call uh, He's spoken about Alfredo Morelos' situation as well Let's go to Rugby Park That's the later of the kickoffs This evening Kelly against Celtic Here's Alison Conroy
4: Yeah, good evening from Rugby Park. Celtic, of course, with one win in six. The title race is all but over and they're only five points ahead of Aberdeen going into this one. Neil Lennon says he needs more from his players as much as for themselves as for him. It was a draw the last time Celtic were here earlier in the season. Of course, this is Kilmarnock's first game since Alex Dyer's departure at the weekend. James Fowler in charge alongside Andy Millen and Gary Dicker. John Joe Kenny joined Celtic on loan yesterday. He could feature here tonight. Kilmarnock added a couple on deadline day as well with Zech Medley and Brandon Pierrick joining on loan. So they could be in the Rugby Park squad tonight as well. I will have the team news, Gordon, about half past six.
1: Come on then Celtic fans, describe it to us. How do you feel on match day at the moment? It's different I would imagine Given everything that's gone wrong And the bigger picture surrounding the club Maybe you are still excited Maybe you still get that game day feeling And you're just looking forward to watching your team If that's the case Tell us 01419511025 Who should play Who shouldn't play We've got a goal already Roger Hanna And these things don't surprise you anymore It's for Livingston Aberdeen nil. Livingston 1 They take the lead at Pataudry A bit of a mistake from Joe Lewis He couldn't hold on to a cross Really from Julian Serrano And it ends up in the back of the net And Livy take the lead I did say on Saturday though Since Livy came back to the top flight They've beaten everyone At some point Except from Aberdeen As tonight the night
2: um. Oh listen You wouldn't rule out Anything for David Martindale and this Livingston team At the minute We've said week after week After week This unbeaten run Of David Martindales Can't go on forever but you know what Gordon it Looks as if it might Just go on forever Because um, They weren't The better team At the weekend I didn't think But they managed to Escape with a point Against Aberdeen And you would think With Aberdeen bound To get a boost With the, you know three new signings I know it's only Fraser Hornby Who's starting the game Tonight Callum Hendry on the bench You would think Aberdeen would get a boost Would kick on Would take confidence From the, a decent performance at the Tony Macaroni at the weekend and yeah 10 minutes
3: in Lavia leading yeah what a terrific start for him Gordon Um, you said doesn't surprise you the minute he says a goal uh, I was actually thinking Livingston the way they're going about their business um, they're just playing with so much confidence they're playing as a team they're playing as a unit working hard for each other working hard for a new manager and success so far has been absolutely brilliant you talk about managers being under pressure I think that, you know, what an opportunity Aberdeen probably have this season to go and split Rangers and Celtic. But once again, if they don't get anything out of this game, there's still a long way to go, then obviously I think Derek McInnes comes under a bit of pressure from the Aberdeen fans.
1: Uh, and the other game tonight, of course, Gordon St Mirren against Hibs. St Mirren, talk about being... Confident going to Celtic Park for the first time since 1990 And winning a game uh, They must be feeling very good about themselves As they they welcome Hibs this evening And a familiar face in Jack Ross
3: Yeah, um, but they're up against a good Hibs side uh, You never really know what you're getting with Hibs They go, um, you know, lose the semi-final And Jack Ross very disappointed with that As is St Mirren uh, And then after that they seem to get back on track They had a good performance, lost against Rangers But their performance was good And Jack Ross said that They went to Tannadice, got a good result But St Mirren are on fire just now Uh, The only blip this season for St Mirren Was the semi-final But it was against the informed Livingston
1: Right, 01419511025 We are on Twitter Bertie has tweeted in on the the topic of Celtic fans How do you feel on match day at the moment? He says the mood among Celtic fans is apathy, Gordon Which is more dangerous than anger Well, let's see if the phone lines agree with that or not Andy is in Cumbernauld What do you think Andy What's what's the feeling on match day For Celtic fans at the moment
5: uh, First of all Good evening guys Hi um, I, I'm just Completely at a loss As to what's going on And I, I don't know that Win, lose or Jordanite It's not going to change anything um, And what Celtic needs I don't know if you guys Are familiar with Matt McGowan Who was uh, Responsible for Bringing about the Fergus McCann change Many years ago The Celtic support needs somebody, they need a figurehead to galvanise them. Someone like that who can galvanise the support and perhaps nudge the board into taking some sort of action to get things done. Now, the only thing that's going to make the Celtic board take any notice of the fans just now, in my opinion, is the withholding of the financial support. So if they refuse to renew season tickets, refuse to buy club merchandise, and refuse to buy strips, what have you. And perhaps somewhere down the line they'll sit back and take the Celtic support a bit more seriously because, as far as I can see just now, we're just being completely and utterly taken for granted, not being taken seriously at all. Now, we need to take some action, but I don't want to see the kind of action that the so-called gain Brigade took recently and chucking missiles about the car park. That's just completely idiotic behaviour. But if we could get some sort of structure and start taking action that's going to maybe hurt the club financially Now I understand that nobody wants to hurt the club but i haven't said that it's a short term price to pay for a long term game do
1: you think that doing that do you is appropriate think? Do you think that is appropriate andy because we always, we often hear that you know I, I won't renew my season ticket and then you hear the other side of it which is the obvious one which is well you know what i'm i'll, I'll back the team win lose or draw sort of thing and i'm not going to i'm not going to start taking money out because results aren't Go in my way, but you—you you clearly think that that's the—that's the route to go down.
5: It's the only option left open to them because they've been let down by the players, we've been let down by the manager, big time, we've been let down by the, the chief executive, and ultimately we've been let down by the owner. Now I don't know. At the end of the day, there's only one man can change things, and that is Dermot Desmond. Peter Morwell can only do so much because at the end of the day, he doesn't have a hundred percent power. He's—he's he's answerable to Dermot Desmond. So these people have to We have to make them take notice And the only way that I can see that happening Is if they withhold financial support Now as I say it is, It's not the best thing to do And it's hurting the club that we all love But if it gets the message across Then surely it's got to be worth a go Because it's the only option left open to us
1: Roger Hanna, Andy is Clearly, you know I, I'm trying to make this about tonight Which you can't really do Because Andy's right He said something like Win, lose or draw I don't think it matters The games are becoming An irrelevance And yeah. that, that,
2: that speaks volumes Yeah and, and listen I understand the point Andy's making I remember back in 94 I remember going And covering Some of the fans Meetings in community centres And town halls And places like that as you Mark don't, Mc- You'd
1: only have been About 40 back then
2: oh, Indeed As, as Mark McGlone And others were trying To, to galvanise the support And try to rally the support And I think Andy Back in those days It was easier Because Remember we where Celtic were well then that There was a genuine chance That the club could die And all the supporters rallied behind a common aim, if you like I think there are disparate strands in this Celtic support Now you mentioned it yourself then You mentioned the Green Brigade in the car park And, And there's a generation of Celtic fans Don't like the Green Brigade And don't agree with what the Green Brigade are doing And I'm quite sure the Green Brigade and some younger fans Don't agree with you know, the the feelings of some of the older Celtic fans So these are different times And I think it's far harder for any individual To try and, to use your word, galvanise the whole Celtic support That We still get callers on the show Backing the regime, backing Neil Lennon um, but Not as many as we did Yeah, for, yeah, I'd for, say for they're, granted.
1: They're, they're pretty few and yeah, far between Yeah, you, yeah I would say.
2: listen, I, I would agree But uh, each Celtic supporter who comes on, Andy Cites a different problem at the club And, and this is... The thing I think it's a sort of multi layered problem for Celtic at the minute. There's there's going to be a change of chief executive, there could be a sporting director, there could be a change, most likely, be a change of manager. And I think there'll be an enormous overhaul of the, of the playing department. Um, it's just a case of when that takes place. Supporters wanted to happen yesterday, um, the club are keen for it to happen sometime down the line. Um, and I think if you, you know, I understand. The frustration The annoyance The anguish You're going through just now But Holding back finance From the club Does that benefit the club?
5: It may not benefit them In the short term But I think in the long term It will Because It'll it'll, it'll spring them into action It'll get things done It'll get things moving Because just now We're just going backwards We're not going forwards Completely backwards
1: yeah I mean I know I think the Celtic Trust Are doing things Roger yeah. Trying to, to highlight issues um, I noticed there's now this uh, I can't remember the exact origins But basically Every social media post Celtic produce Is being bombarded With the same image Of Neil Lennon With the sort of red Circle And, and line through him as Yeah if to not say, just Neil Lennon I've seen um, some others too Yeah I noticed that But I think we'll, we'll focus On Neil Lennon okay. for now um, So they're, they're trying to get The point across In, in some way um, The poor social media admin Must be Tearing their hair out, uh, whoever it is But yeah, so uh, there, there is clearly an effort there to get a message across Andy's talking about big picture money and all the rest of it um, Let's bring in Willie on that Well, thank Andy, nice to speak to you Andy Let's bring in Willie uh, and see what he makes of it as a Celtic fan
6: Well, I'm a Celtic fan and I won't be taking any money out of my club So I don't know what this boy's all about The country's in a bit of a mess at the moment Football's in a mess And this boy wants to cut money from, from the club if he doesn't want to pay his tickets, somebody else will There's a big waiting list for Celtic season tickets So if he doesn't want to pay his money Give it up and somebody else will pay it So we need to back the club
1: Yeah, I did sort of put that point Willie, in the sense that, because there are fans out there Who who won't necessarily be happy But think, well, that's my club and and I just back them and, and that's the way it is um, I think your previous caller's point was What else do we do to, to sort of Bring about the change that we want? What would what would your suggestion be on that then?
6: Well, this is a hard thing to say now, Rangers went down to the third tier And I never had one Rangers fan on any of the radio stations Slagging them off, no matter what they done They supported our team, that's what we should be doing, supporting our team all the way And that's the end there, that's what should be happening And I'm quite angry with some of the, the Celtic fans
1: These are strange times indeed Gordon Dale, we don't get many Celtic fans on saying we should do what Rangers fans did
3: uh, yeah, but that's what supporting your team's all about But I can understand both sides of the arguments here, Gordon I can understand Ardy, Andy, the first caller uh, Because I think that Andy and Wally And most of the Celtic fans And big percentage of them All want the, sa- the same thing, change You know, the first caller comes on and says Well, how do I feel match day? Doesn't really bother, win, lose or draw It's not going to change anything This is Celtic Football Club, it mm. should be changed You've got, you've got a massive fan base here You've got people that's going to renew season tickets You've got to give them something back, Gordon What happens if Celtic go to Kilmarnock tonight And happen to lose the game? Is it just a case of Rumble on to next weekend then? And it'll be the same again That is Celtic Football Club It's not good enough that, They've got to be changed somewhere
1: That's what does seem strange to me, Roger I'm not as experienced in this game as you are But I certainly can't remember a situation Where we went from Because you see this in football all the time can the manager survive a defeat tonight? And then eventually that that kicks in I, I don't remember ever a situation where it, where it went beyond that It went well beyond that You know, we had that discussion months ago The previous caller mentioned fans outside Players having to get escorted back to the car Those were the days where we were saying If Celtic lose tonight, Neil Lennon could be in trouble But somehow we've gone way beyond that
2: Yeah, and I, I think part of it is and We're into sort of uncharted territory here Gordon, because I can never remember. Sorry, 2 0 Livy, Nicky Devlin.
1: Goodness me. Talk about managers who might get a bit of stick. Derek McInnes will be hoping for a comeback there.
2: Wow. Um, I can never remember a collapse which has been as sudden and spectacular as this. I go back, you know, people are touching Ferenc Farros. That was a Champions League qualifier. Scottish teams have lost Champions League qualifiers before, I understand that. Um, even mid-October, when the first Old Firm game took place, Celtic had games in hand. If Celtic had won that Old Firm game at Celtic Park, they would been right back on, on Rangers coattails at that stage. They lost the game and really, from then the team has imploded. And I think part of the issue with Celtic is... The, the supporters who phone the show can't understand it. They're baffled by it, but I think people inside the club are baffled by it as well. I, I, they didn't expect it. They didn't see it coming. They can't understand it, and I don't think there was really a contingency there to deal with such a sudden and spectacular collapse.
1: Willie, you're ta- you're calling for you know more sort of unity, more positivity, back the team, back the club, which in theory sounds admirable. But what what if nothing changes then? What if you don't win again tonight, and then you don't win again at the weekend, and this just keeps going on? Will anything ever drive you to to call for change? No, because I,
6: I love my team. That's now the end of it. I've been slag my team for nothing, mm. no matter what. Now
1: I, I know I, To be um, fair though, to be fair, there must be a difference between slagging your team and wanting what's best for them.
6: See, no, it's wrong. We've been getting it for too long. Good. All the good stuff for too long, and we've one in and one in and winning. And because we've had a wee hiccup, everybody's on their case. It's, it shouldn't happen. It definitely shouldn't happen. And that's my that's my opinion. Yeah, that, it's just
1: that, that, that's fair, Gordon. But one man's wee hiccup is another man's disaster, and that that's what we're seeing here.
3: Yeah, I, I totally. If it was a wee hiccup, I would be on Willie's side to your back. I'm hundred percent. This isn't a wee hiccup for Celtic fans, and it's not even a case of. Right, they've lost 10 in a row. It's just the way everything's happened at the club, Gordon. You know, everything seemed to have gone wrong from, you know, being so far out the league chase by January, uh, losing to teams like Ross County, putting out the cup with Ross County, the St Mirrens, the goals against, the sign the chief exec uh, stepping down this summer the place mm. is all over the place just now it needs some direction and that's where I think the Celtic fans do deserve a bit more Aberdeen nil
1: Livy 2 St Mirren nil Hibs nil and building up to kick off between Kilmarmock and Celtic thank you to Willie in Parkhead 01419511025 Rangers fans how would you rate your transfer window we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard after these
0: you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard.
1: Roger Hanna and Gordon D'Eller here. Big night in the Scottish Premiership. We've split it across two nights for you. We decided when I say that it was us. We wanted to just keep the suspense going on this show until tomorrow. Aberdeen, Livy, St Mirren, Hibs at the moment. Livy 2 up at Pataudry. Goalless in Paisley. Killy Celtic to come. And then three big games tomorrow. We're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard just before we move on. Any... Any um, ideas how Olivier and Cham might be feeling this evening? Um, I wouldn't be
3: feeling too...
1: You ever uh, had a vote of confidence like that from I, a manager? I,
3: I couldn't believe it, Gordon. It must be an absolute nightmare as a player, going to a new club, excited about the new challenge ahead, want again and show everybody what you can do, and then you find that the manager's ready to walk out the door because you have been the guy that's been signed. Yeah, it probably happened to me at Man City, I think. <laughs> I mean, Roger... Joking
1: aside, I assume this was just the latest This is not all about yeah, Olivia yeah, and Chan. Marseille are in a state If you think that Celtic have got their problems Marseille have been all over the place as well And this was obviously the latest in a long line It just so happens that Celtic's chaos at the moment Seems like it's sort of Involves Olivier and Cham Even even though he's, he's swapped the club For yeah, some. new been, it's
2: been a difficult 48 hours I would say for Olivier and Cham Because Neil Lennon sort of Outed him yesterday As the first of the players That he was speaking about After the Ferenc Farros defeat As the players who didn't want To be there anymore And we had conversations for two years With Olivier That he didn't really want to be At Celtic anymore He goes to his new club And he's immediately caught up In this um Furore that's been going on at Marseille With Andre Villas-Boas I think supporters stormed the training ground Tried to set fire to buildings At the training mm-hmm. ground last week As you did um, He said all manner of defeats Poor results um, He's offered to resign It was in a story he'd been sacked Now I think the official line is He's been suspended via boas But um, wh- whatever the circumstances He won't be coaching Olivier and Cham Anytime soon
1: uh, Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard He says his squad is now stronger after their deadline day dealings. He's delighted to have Jack Simpson and Scott Wright in the door now and he's looking forward to the arrival of Nandy Offerboar in the
7: summer. I think the window was really positive for us in terms of getting the two boys done and dusted. I think they'll re-energise the squad. Uh, They're really looking forward to getting started. Two real big talents. Nandy is one that we've identified to come into the group in the summer uh, but we're really fine in terms of the numbers and the quality and the availability of midfielders we've got right now. So it didn't make sense to, to push that one right now, but he's certainly a player we're excited and looking forward to working with another young talent who we want to try and bring in and develop and improve. But um, we're really excited for that one. Uh, nonetheless, so it was a really positive window window for us in terms of incomings, three or four of the boys have gone out to get game time. We're hoping that they go and enjoy their experience and come back in the summer in a better place. So, um, Really happy with how yesterday and the window went for us I must have to pay my respects to Ross Wilson How he went about it And uh, the board for their continued support And uh, it puts us in a stronger place moving forward Fans of all teams,
1: rate your window It wasn't the busiest window we've ever had But I feel like it heated up a little bit towards the end I feel like yesterday was quite busy So let us know what you made of the business Let's bring in David and Pollock Shields first What do you think David?
8: Oh hi guys, thanks for having us Um... Pleasure yeah, no, it's, uh, I think it's been, I think it was exactly, as Stephen said, I think they're uh, very positive. Um, I, I think it's good, always good to try and, uh, and inject extra sort of energy into the squad whenever you can, whenever uh, as long as it's, you know, within the financial restrictions that the club will probably have at the moment. Um, but, uh, you know, it certainly shows as well that even though we're on the cusp of, you know, stopping 10 in a row, There's clearly no intention whatsoever from Rangers and Steven Gerrard to sit back and rest at any laurels. Uh, They continue to grow, they continue to evolve, um, and and that can only be good news uh, for everyone at the club and for all the fans as well, you know.
1: Yeah, Gordon, what do you make of the arrivals, but combined I suppose with the fringe players who've gone that weren't playing much, George Edmondson, Jordan Jones, Brandon Barker?
3: Yeah, the structure of the club's very good at this moment in time, Gordon. You just see that. It's well planned. It's well organised. The fact that there's three or four players going out. So he brings in better quality to fill the positions. Uh, once again, he gets it over a line. It's not loans. It's guys that's going to be there. It's guys that's going to have a future. He gets two in in the January window, gives them time to settle in. Get a few games under their belt before the summer, then get the pre-season. By that time, they've got plenty of, you know, the fact that they've been at Rangers, they know the standards, they know what Steven Gerrard's looking for. I just think so far, the structure this year for Rangers, since the beginning of the season, early transfers, early squad, knows what he wants, knows the positions... Uh, has been very good And the recruitment's been very good indeed, Gordon And uh, I think that's a couple of good signings He's already brought in to strengthen the squad now Do you feel like Scott Wright can come in And make an impact straight away, David?
8: Well, that's obviously the hope for both of them You know uh, Because uh, I think, with, again, with Morelos being out banned You know, any, any extra attacking options um, Is always going to be a benefit to the team um, You know, I think, uh, obviously, we know that Kamar Roof has certainly uh, got his game at a good level, uh, and has been banging in the goals. Uh, big you know, as much as he might not have had as many goals, but he's certainly, you know, he always offers a threat when he's on the park. He's always a big nuisance, you know. Uh, but I think somebody like a Scott Wright was a bit more sort of, uh, you know, more a live wire, more a sort of number ten, you know, rather than a number nine, just to sort of walk between the lines as you were, you know. Um, To then you know Try and link the midfield And the attack a bit more Uh, I think that's the kind of thing Mm. That he's going to offer
1: Yeah you can see the thought process Roger By moving George Edmondson out That allows you to get Jack Simpson into a a position Where he can contribute Between now and the end of the season And by moving Jordan Jones and Brandon Barker out That gets you in a situation Where Scott Wright becomes The the next in line if you like And with Rangers In most people's mind Pretty much got the title wrapped up You wonder how much we'll see Of that that type of process Kicking in
2: Yeah And listen Part of the problem That Celtic corners have had In this show this season uh, They talk about Neil Lennon They talk about Shane Duffy And they talk about Vasilis Barkas The biggest problem for Celtic Is how well Rangers have played This season They've been absolutely t- Tremendous Unrelenting Only dropped I think is it Six points in the league Only lost seven goals In the league They have been Frighteningly good And the problem That Celtic fans will have Worry about having Next season is That already Rangers look to be planning ahead Better than Celtic You know Celtic Don't have a new chief executive Until July They don't know if there's going to be A f- director of football They don't know who the manager will be Who the players will be They expect to see a lot more players going out the door Rangers have Quite a settled structure You heard Stephen Jenner there Talking about Ross Wilson's involvement He's settled in as director of football The manager looks settled The playing squad looks settled There's not going to be Half a dozen departures this summer From Rangers And the fringe players who, as you say, are just being, you know, edged out, if you like, Edmondson-Jones, Barker, people like that. End the, of the road for the replacements are already them in. or a way back? I don't think there's
3: a way back for Any no. of them? Um, no. The, the, no, I'm with Roger. <laughs> I... I can't see them coming back and making an impact and he's bringing Not even Edmonton goes to no. the championship at a decent level under yeah, Wayne I, And No I just I, I think he's bringing in like for like and I think that he'll have enough there and if these guys like Simpson Wright, and people like that can settle into the club then they'll no, they'll not be any use uh, for like say the Jones or Barkers and Edmonton so no I don't think there's any way back Gordon
2: And you do wonder if the hierarchy at the club felt let down Badly let down By Jones and Edmondson At the start of the You know Earlier on In the in the pandemic And whether You know There is a way back But the time Edmondson's Finished his loan spell At Derby There will be Goldson Helander Balligan Simpson And a fit again Cottage mm-hmm. Ahead of him In the pecking order But the time Jones and Barker Come back There is Scott Wright, as well as Kent and Haji and Aribo and Etienne and Roof and Marellot, all mm. ahead of him for their, those three attacking positions. Right, David.
1: Good to speak to you. One four one nine five one one zero two five. I'm about to bring in Jim and Rotherglen, but we do have a starting eleven for Celtic and some interesting names in there. Alison Conroy.
4: Yeah, it's five changes for Celtic from that defeat to St Mirren. At the weekend, there is a debut for John Joe Kenny. He goes straight into the team. Scott Brown back in as well. A start for Albion Ayeti. And Stephen Welsh as well starting tonight. So the 11 have not shaped it up yet, but it will be Bain in Goal. And then you've got Taylor Brown, Ayeti, Turnbull, Kenny, Christie, Edward, Ayer, McGregor and Welsh. On the bench for Celtic tonight, Barkas, Duffy, Griffiths, Clamala, Sorrow, Rogic, Johnson, Ilanussi and Laxalt. So Shane Duffy, Dropping onto the bench Along with Ismaila Soro And it's a debut for John Joe Kenny
1: Right Celtic fans What do you make of that? Scott Brown I think that's his first start Since the Scottish Cup final Roger Would that be against Hearts? I don't think he started a game Since then I might be wrong Doing that off the top no, of my I head No I think he's quite right um, And as for Albion Yeti, um, First start since before, oh, I can't even remember before Christmas. Maybe.
2: Oh yeah, I would definitely think so. Um, even get a and it, when he I, I, I
1: wonder if it was even before. I wonder if it was even before December. Ross Ross County, the game they lost in the the League Cup. He certainly started that game at home. Has he started since? I can't remember, but I don't think so. Um, so changes and interesting ones. The captain's back after suspension as well. Celtic fans, what do you make of that? A debut for John Joe Kenny. Let's bring in Jim, who's a Rangers fan. In Rotherglen In fact I'll tell you what Jim Wills you're on the line Hang right there And I'll let you hear from the new signing Scott Wright quickly He says he expected to get backlash From Aberdeen fans After that move to Rangers But he thinks the style of play at Ibrox Will suit him well And he's ready to take his game To the next level
9: Yeah obviously I've seen the way Rangers play And I really think it will suit my game And I've been at Aberdeen now For obviously all my life And um, I really appreciate Kind of what they've done with me And the player they've made me today And now I'm just ready to go to the, to the next level Rangers. Obviously, I, I want to try and break into the team. I know it's not going to be easy. Uh, the team have been obviously playing fantastic at the minute and their league position shows that. So first of all, I'm just coming to get in, kind of get my face around the place, get to meet the boys, as I said, um, and just kind of work my way into the team. Yeah, there was always the, going to be a bit of backlash. I, I kind of expected that with the decision. But as I said, it was it was a decision I felt I kind of had to make and... When I spoke to, to the management and the staff at Rangers, I, you know, I was really excited to be coming here and to be joining such a massive club. Um, and as I said, I feel they're definitely going to be taking me to the next level and I'm looking forward to, to working with all the staff here. Obviously, I've, I've only been in uh, not long this morning, but I just can't wait to get started. Well, talk's a good game, certainly.
1: Jim, and Ruthergun, what do you make of Rangers transfer business and overall position at the moment?
10: Hi, how are you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, Yeah, obviously we can't grumble about the position that we're in. um, It's been a fantastic season. Um, Probably one of the best in an awful long time, if not the best. Um, Just talking about the transfers, Gerard's even buying uh, players that I don't reckon he's going to get the benefit of because I reckon we'll maybe go another three, maybe four years tops. And he's buying guys for the future of the club and leaving us in a very good uh, state. And I can never remember a Rangers side as full of assets as we've got the new under Gerald Under uh, Kamara for 50 grand is going to be the best pound for pound signing that we've ever made. And people kept going about Celtics financial muscle and they'd more money than us. And in a six-month spell this season it's been wiped out because we've got a team full of assets that we can sell and make money and they're talking about a major uh, uh, a major. Transfer budget That they're going to put in next year If they have to Go down that road And one last wee point About Gerard, Mm -hmm. The pulling power that he's got We've got players at Ibrox That we wouldn't have Probably if he wasn't there So since he came in In the business of uh, transfers He's been absolutely phenomenal Really top draw
1: Uh, Just quick Sorry Jim I'll get straight back to that Jack Anik's been sent off St Mirren fans Your goalkeeper Off and down to 10 men A bit of hesitation Martin Boyle's quick And he raced out the box To try and get him Ended up clattering into him uh, And he's been sent off So St Mirren right up against it What about Jim's point uh, Roger about He can't remember The last time Rangers had Had assets like this
2: Yeah Um, You know I I actually said After the last call David was on there That you know you couldn't see Five or six players Leaving Rangers in the summer And I I agree with that I can't Um, What you could see is If it suited the club You know One saleable asset Going, Um, You know, c- could it be Morelos If Roof and Eten and maybe another pl- player are still there Could it be Glenn Kamara, you know, who, who mentioned there mm-hmm. If Namdi Ophelborn mm-hmm. even <laughs> comes in in the summer Could it be Barisic once Calvin bassi is, is deemed ready to replace him at left back So I, I think there are saleable assets there That doesn't necessarily mean that Rangers are mm. going to sell them though, particularly because there are going to be greater mm. wider income streams opening to Rangers when they get into these Champions yeah. League qualifiers and potentially the Champions League group phase to be fair Jim's right Gordon um, but th- there would be people
1: listening who would say well obviously because mm. they've actually they've been so desperately lacking in assets over the last however many years so whilst you do you, you give Stephen Gerrard and Ross Wilson credit for get, getting it back to this stage now it's kind of what we should expect from, from Rangers That's the way Rangers are meant to function It's the way they used to It's the way that, that we're we're used to It just so happens that over the last few years You would look through that team and think If Rangers were to cash in on one of these Who would it be? But you don't have that dilemma anymore Yeah, you've
3: got to applaud them, Gordon But at the beginning Steven Gerrard uh, was a lucky guy Because the board backed him so much Rangers have signed a lot, a lot of players Under Steven Gerard reign And there's a few there It's okay congratulating the manager and, uh, you know, the, the director of football for getting all the signings and look at the assets. And they have got some real good assets and you can talk about the Camaras and stuff. But there have been a few bad signings, like most teams, and you're not going to get every single one right at all. But I think particularly this year, from the start of the season, that transfer window in the summer, I was very impressed with. I'm impressed with the January one as well. They know the direction they're going in. They're in. They target their players. They get it done. They get the players that fit their positions out the door to make room for them, free up the wages as well. There's a good structure now and the signings so far have been really good. you really think you'll have Stephen Gerrard for three or four years,
1: Jim, if things keep going well?
10: Uh, I do. Aye, I, I do. I think um, He's found the right fit for him And uh, vice versa with the club And I think he's in a place now Where he's seen And we're beginning to see What he's been building And I know people keep talking about it, didn't He didn't win a trophy For the first uh, first two seasons And people keep holding it against him But see the season he came in The last two forum games uh, We lost 9-0 in aggregate In that cup semi-final And then the 5-0 game at Parkhead We were in some state And with the financial state of the club as well See the European runs I think I wouldn't have swapped The league for it But I think they were More important Than a league cup Or a Scottish cup For the club As a whole But um, Now obviously You're won a trophy But for it, he's been A fantastic manager For Rangers He really has Alright Jim
1: Thank you very much 0141951 At uh, 1025 uh, Let's go back to Alison And see if we can get Full team news Ahead of Kilmarnock Celtic Maybe away for a pre-match pie I don't know Can you still do that These days Alison can you hear us No she doesn't seem to be there But we gave you the Celtic team Earlier on Celtic fans What do you make of it A lot of changes Again Scott Brown back Not seen him start a game Since the Scottish Cup final a Yeti Not seen him Start a game Since the end of November I think um, John Joe Kenny Makes his debut So the likes of Sorrow Drops to the bench Stephen Welsh And as you know now Scott Bain Continuing in goal Are you happy with that let us know 0141 951, 0141
0: 951 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: It's half time In some of the In the 6 o'clock games We are an hour away From kickoff Between Kilmarnock and Celtic So let's Quickly go back To Alison And get a review Of those Celtic And Kilmarnock teams And then we'll get Your thoughts on the phones
4: Yeah, it's two changes for Kilmarnock for tonight's game after that defeated the weekend. Five changes for Celtic. So Kilmarnock will have Colin Doyle in goal, a back four of Milan, De Rossi and Hunstrup. The midfield four, Burke, Power, Dicker and Tishibola, up top McKenzie and Oakley. On the bench tonight will be Lyle, McGowan, Medley, Brindley, Dabo, Pierrick, Pinnock, Whitehall and Cabamba. For Celtic it will be Scott Bain and Goal, a back four of Kenny, Iyer, Welsh and Taylor. The midfield four will be Christy, Brown, Turnbull and McGregor, up top Ayeti and Edward. On the bench Barkas, Duffy, Griffiths, Klamala, Soro, Rogic, Johnson, Ilanusi, and Laxalt. And your referee for tonight's game at Rugby Park is Kevin Clancy.
1: Alright Celtic fans, Kelly fans, what do you make of those teams quickly? Let's go to Paisley St Mirren against Hibs Half time Andrew McLean
11: Yes, yeah, St Mirren nil, Hibs nil, the half-time score in Paisley, and while it's been a pretty even match-up, a red card for St Mirren goalkeeper Jack Anick means it could be an uphill struggle in the second half for the Buddies, chances few and far between before that incident, the only one of note in the early stages when Marcus Fraser cut in from the right-hand side, he laid off Christian Dennis, his low effort was dragged just wide of Ofir Marciano's goal, then suddenly 10 minutes before half-time, St Mirren found themselves down to 10 men, Jake Doyle Hayes with a short back pass, and when Jack Anick came to meet it well outside his box, he was beaten to the Ball by Martin Boyle. He knocked the ball by the buddies' goalkeeper and was taken down. Alan Muir, no hesitation on brandishing the red card. Christian Dennis was sacrificed by Jim Goodwin. Dean Linus came on and was tested immediately. Paul McGinn's shot from range was easily held by him, though. Not a whole lot of goalmouth action so far, but it could well change in the second half where the buddies a man down. The half time score at the Smyzer Stadium St. Mirren nil, Hibs nil.
1: All to play for in that one, but Saints down to 10 men. We'll give you the half time story from Pittaudry, where it's all going well for Livingston. Are they ever going to lose A game again We'll find out We'll get a half time report From Dave Galloway We did just give you Those Kilmarnock Celtic Team lines And some very interesting Names in the Celtic team Let's see what Chris In Rosyth makes of them Hi Chris
12: Hi good evening Gordon How are you? You well? Oh well how are you? Well, I suppose you're on Saturday, um, after the St Mirren game I was on just your second last caller there. Um just finished work, just seen the, the team again tonight, and it's Neil Lennon contradictory um FC yet again. Um I just I'm sure he just wakes up in the morning and like a Scottish Cup draw just puts names in the hat and just sees what happens on his dinner table because the team again has got no logic. So as Yeti comes in, so he finished off a game two weeks ago against Hamill in the last week's saying. I wanted to get Griff and Edward up front all season. You know, when they play together, it's a real focal point of the team. We've not had it often enough. And then tonight he drops Griffiths for a jetty. He drops Elie Roosie, who's a top goal scorer, and has been fairly consistent and a very poor side for the majority of the season. He brings Scott Brown back in over probably the most consistent player since Christmas. Sorrell dropped Scott Brown, comes on liability against Livingston, back in the team. Um, and then they brings young Welsh in, you know, out of the frying pan of the fire after now dropping Duffy, who has been an absolute bomb scare for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I'm just wondering, after, if we do drop points again tonight, whose fault is it this time? Is it going to be that is not fit enough? Is it going to be that young Welsh is too naive? Is it going to be that, um, you know, I brought Scott back in, but you can see he's not marked ship after missing three games? And then the most baffling one is Scott Bain. You know, Barkas, four weeks ago, was his number one. He's I've paid five million for him. He's going to be my number one keeper. Then all of a sudden, Scott Bain comes out of isolation and starts to play with not a, not even a, a journalist questioning why, apart from Neil's comments about Barkass's you know handling and not adjusted, wasn't that two weeks ago when he was going to be number one to the rest of the season? So just again, Gordon, absolutely contradictory, and it just seems like if he throws enough um, you know square pegs and round holes that if it doesn't go his way, it'll be someone else's fault because it's never Neil's fault anymore.
2: Who would you pick, Chris, if you were picking the team tonight?
12: I would have stuck with Griffith and Edward um, Because I think it is our most, uh, our most direct partnership up front um, I think I would have brought uh, Welsh in with, with Ayer at the back um, Alongside Beaton and a 3-5-2 I think, I think
2: is is the young
12: boy is a Beaton Right, well, I don't know, I'll just finish work there um, I think, obviously, um, John Joe Kenny has to play it right back Because he's probably the only natural right back we've got um, as far as I'm aware, El Hamed's not injured. I know that he's not been in reckoning, but he has a natural centre half or right-sided centre half. I would mean, have kept sorrow on the team. and um, I don't think he's done anything wrong, and I certainly would have kept El against ahead of Ryan Christie, who's flat to deceive for months. So, you know, it's just to get your opinion. I just mm. again, it just baffles me. I've watched every game this season, and there's no consistency. He wonders why there's no results on the park.
3: Yeah, I can I can understand I can understand Christie's frustration. Um sometimes when you're going through a bad run, you've got to get your best players, your best formation, and just basically go with them. What does that mean though now? I mean, I know but what this is, is that I, I you couldn't second guess Celtic team every I think, single I think
1: that I think that's Chris's point.
3: Yeah. Every single time the team line comes out you think Oh, where's this one? Well, would,
1: the- would you have stuck with with Griffiths and Edward? Uh, yes. There are, there are, yes. There are so many things. There are so many strands to Celtic this season. But the the Lee Griffiths situation is, is one of them, Gordon. It started way back in the summer. It's gone on and on and on. He's clearly not impressed with them. or didn't look impressed with him at the weekend. But Chris is right. Neil Lennon said at some point he wanted to. Try and get the two of them mm. together. They've played two games in a row together, two. Yeah. And, and and then it changes again. Now, of course, they were rubbish at the weekend. So you think, well, OK, well, that, you know, you're justified to make changes. But, but is a Yeti likely to come in and make a blistering impact, having not started since the end of November?
3: No, that surprises me because Celtic have this great scene this year for some reason. Uh, the players are not up to speed. We're now into February. And we'll probably hear it tonight as well. If if things go against nearly, he'll probably come out and say, you know, one or two players aren't up to speed. Um, I, I I agree with Chris in the fact, Ayeti for me just doesn't look a player that is is going to make it here. I know he's got a big price tag. I know that he started off, he come on and scored a few goals. Apart from that, he's done absolutely nothing for his money. If you look at the best two up top, You've got to go with Griffiths and Edward. Now, Griff, Griffiths, I think, frustrates a manager at times, clearly, because he's in, he's out. How how you ever got to uh, get a partnership, Gordon, if it's two games then back out again, then three, four games, then it's back in again, and then the manager says, well, you're not up to speed? You've got to go and stick with your partnership. I think the best partnership is Edward and Griffiths on their day. Um, Agree with, agree with. Chris. You know, you've you've got Barcast that was the number one. You had Welsh that had played in the, the. Is what making this more difficult for Neil Lennon is not just
1: the, the choices, themselves because that's that's what managers have to do, but fans are now hanging on his every word and saying, "Oh, hold yeah. on a minute, you said Barkas was going to get a run and now it's been. You said you wanted Edward and Griffiths together. You know now it's a Yeti. I feel like they're they're finding things to. To whack Neil Lennon the, with from what he said of previously, co-
3: of course, sir, because Neil Lennon is not producing the results, and and most of these fans that are sitting there hanging on to every word that he's saying are probably the fans mm. that want change, Gordon. So they're going to pick him up in every statement. Chris, I'm not, I don't think you'll be alone. I'm seeing some
1: support for you on Twitter. I'm sure others will disagree. That's the beauty of it. But we'll have to leave it there. We're a bit pushed for time, so thank you to Chris in Rosyth Our other game tonight that's half time, Aberdeen Livy. Let's get the half time story with Dave Galloway
13: Thanks Gordon. Aberdeen 0, Livingston 2. Livy had two players injured in the warm-up, Guthrie and Sybil, but they made a great start going ahead on six minutes in bizarre circumstances. Serrano crossed the ball and Lewis fumbled it in for an OG. The visitors doubled their lead after 16, a really good cross by Mullen converted by Devlin's fine low header, but he was given plenty space. It could easily have been 3-0 when Lewis punched Serrano's free kick only as far as Taylor Sinclair, who shot from the edge of the box was blocked. The Dons posing little threat to a very well-organised Livy team, so we've not had the chance to see new striker Hornby in action. They've also had uh, Hedges and Taylor go off injured. The visiting keeper Stryak has had very little to do, but it was almost 3-0 once again for Livingston, almost on the half-time whistle. Serrano's really dangerous cross-in was just cut out by Lee. Plenty tough talking for Derek McInnes to do at half time but uh, a really good first half display by Davey Martindale's men it's Aberdeen 0, Livingston 2 Can Livy still win the league? Has anyone crunched the
1: numbers? Roger Hanna, they are Flying. Aberdeen not so much. A big halftime team talk, you suspect, for Derek McInnes, and he might just be glad tonight that there are no fans inside Petodre.
2: Yeah, um the Aberdeen fans I think would have got a great fill up last night when three new strikers were signed in deadline night. Nothing you know, raising morale with you know beating the clock to, to sign new players. Ross McCrory in a permanent deal as well last night. It felt like a sort of feel good factor, if you like, around Aberdeen last night. That's very quickly dispersed by Livingston, who are the feel good story. <laughs> The pundit With the Scottish Sun
0: For the best football news and opinion online uk slash football
2: Beat
1: the Pundit Your chance to win a signed ball only if you can get more questions right than Roger Hanna or Gordon DL 01419511025 and the lines close at 7 so you need to be quick Your chance to beat the Pundit is next
0: Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Flight 1 Super Scoreboard
1: Well, Johanna and Gordon DL are here It's a big night of football Aberdeen, Levy, St Mirren, Hibbs. Half time, Kelly Celtic still to come I was actually <laughs> just thinking about you during the news there Gordon When I heard the story that Paul Kelly read right out towards the end saying that Channel 4 streaming services had had an all-time high, and I thought maybe that was just you had discovered naked attraction over lockdown and maybe uh, boosted the numbers a wee bit. But he went on to elaborate and assures us that, that it's actually not that. On that, well, maybe not on that subject, but on, on a similar theme, Roger Hanna, did we tell you that... Um, he, Producer Callum Is getting put to work tonight Because not only Is he answering the phones And keeping this show together uh, Not enough That your mic Was turned on At the start of the show Right enough But we'll we'll let him forget about that Um, He's also Helping Gordon DL Swap All of his Data His messages He's is his photographs His apps From one phone To another yeah. What
2: a brave yeah. Brave man Who deals with that Data transfer I think you would need To sign a disclaimer <laughs> Before you started Working on any of Gordon The devices Let me tell you that so, you, so the authorities Couldn't haul you in
1: I can't believe You've let someone else Have access to that
3: stuff Oh he's got everything oh, tell you what. He's got to have a busy night tonight What uh, what, what, poor Callum doesn't
2: realise is He'll be back tomorrow with his other two phones I was wondering what that <laughs> shell-shocked
1: expression On Callum's face was through the glass And I realise he's he's just he's, he's found that folder Anyway, right um, Give us a call if you want to talk about football Or Gordon DL's mobile phone habits with the Scottish Sun
0: for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football
1: still lots to come in this hour what about Alfredo Morelos uh, Stephen Gerrard speaking about the decision to accept his ban today so we'll hear from that soon if you've got any thoughts now's a good time to get them in we'll hear from Graham Alexander on Motherwell's transfer business a bit later on keep you up to speed with the 6 o'clock games and of course build up to Kelly Celtic let's play beat the pundit though Stephen is in Ardrossan. how's it going Stephen? How
9: are you doing?
1: All right, mate? Not bad at all. Now, I'm wondering if you would like to get some sort of Ayrshire derby going with Roger Hanna, or, or would you rather take on yeah. Gordon DL?
14: I think to the tradition, I'd probably that will be ill, because I think Hanna's a bit more intelligent.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'd, I'd, would you go along with that, Gordon? Just a little bit, or... Uh, yeah, yeah. I think a slight edge. I would rather have the looks. <laughs> uh, if I'm honest. Uh, that would be an Ayrshire Derby though, Roger that, that's, that's got its appeal
2: Yes, oh, yeah Ayr V Kelly Speaking
1: of which I feel like there's a story for every scenario Oh no, you're not going to tell us. Um, oh
2: yes he is Someone
1: no. You know we always ask for your full-time teaser questions And we'll get to it a bit later on Someone recently sent one in And it was Can you ask Gordon DL to name his Air starting 11 From when they beat Comarnock 3-0 In a well-known Ayrshire Derby I think it was about 22 years ago Something like that um, I, I didn't think we'd get round to using it on the show So I tested him in the office And oh Brilliant. my goodness he I, I'm not sure he had even heard of Some of the players that he picked <laughs> For his own team It was it was remarkable Let's see if you can go better tonight Because Black Arthur has sent the table in DL oh. And it doesn't make good reading no. for you Since the turn of the year Played 5-1-2 40% win record You look at high flyers Like Halliday and Ray Played 3-1-3 three, three. So you've got a bit of work um, to
3: do I, I, I don't know what's happened to me Gordon I, I do believe I was at Dubai Because Rangers went Had a bad um, run in Celtic have gone Had a bad run in I think it's coming out in threes I think I was over in Dubai Right well Toss the coin heads It's Roger Tails, It is Gordon
1: And you guessed it It is You'd think I was making this up uh, No I, chance it, it is I promise <laughs> Aye, okay. Roger Hannah.
2: Yes, I'm with you Gordon
1: Right, fine, fine Uh, Right, let's make you disappear Producer Callum is going to have to put your phone down for a second And go through to your wee studio And make you disappear Great, okay, we'll get rid of Gordon DL Um, Stephen, it's pretty simple At your end, 30 seconds Answer as many Uh questions right as you can And if you don't know, pass quickly and we'll move on, okay? Okay Great stuff. Thirty seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. James Tavernier is top scorer this season. With who else in the Premiership? Kevin Nisbet. How many teams play in Scottish League Two? Ten. Out with the old firm. Which team has won the most Scottish Cups? Aberdeen. Which French side did Olivier and Cham join on loan yesterday? Marseille. Name the only SPFL team whose ground is further north than Ross County's. Peter Head. Who became Falkirk Sporting Director last month? Who became Falkirk Sporting Director last month? Um, Gary Holt. Okay, let's bring Gordon DL back, shall we? Gordon DL, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm back. Right, same set of questions to you. Stephen's not bad, by the way. (gasps) Oh, no. You're going to need to be on it. You ready? Go. Same set of questions, 30 seconds starts now. James Tavernier is the top scorer in the Premiership, along with who else? Kevin Neswick. How many teams play in Scottish League 2? Ten Out with the old firm which team has won the most Scottish Cups? (sighs) Queen's Park Which French side did Olivier and Cham join on alone yesterday? (laughs) Marcel Marcel (laughs) Name the only SPFL team whose ground is further north than Ross County Further north than Ross County? Oh pass Who became Falkirk's sporting director last month? Gary Hope. What type of animal is St Mirren's
3: mascot? A panda
1: Right, okay, okay, okay Marcy, what the, what Marcel. Marcel That's Marcy. Rossi's
3: monkey from Friends
1: <laughs> <laughs> Marcel oh, Stephen, how do you think that went? It's quite close, cool, don't think? <laughs> I think it is, yeah I thought you were decent, Stephen But He was nervous tonight But I think He, he managed to compose Apart from Marcel He managed, uh. <laughs> he managed to con- 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 compose himself James Tavenier Top scorer with Kevin Nisbet You both got it One all, well done uh, how many teams play in League 2? 10 You both got it Well done Out with the old firm Which team has won the most Scottish Cups? Queen's Park yes! Well done to you Well done did, did, did he get that? No he said Aberdeen. i oh, 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 lucky
3: mate It's Queen's Park uh, Steady on Marcel Alright oh, You're giving me that are you? Not merci. a chance No way That was my French pronunciation No chance Marcel merci. merci
1: um, So Stephen Equalizes oh, No
3: you can't take that away from me Name the
1: only SPFL team whose ground is further north Than Ross Counties, It's Elgin Oh, I should have got that. Oh, none of you got it. Who became Falkirk Sporting Director, Gary Holt? You both got it. Oh, no. And what type of animal is St. Mirren's mascot? It's a panda. Gordon got it. And Stephen didn't get that yeah! far. <laughs> so the,
3: the losing run is over. Stephen, Hi. are you still want to play me? Unlucky. Okay. <laughs> hey you done well, mate? Oh, you're right. i done well, son. Because i up <laughs> my game. Because you, come on. You were brave. You were brazen. That's how I gave you my Marcel.
1: Stephen, he's going to be insufferable between now and eight o'clock. Thanks for yeah. being a good sport. We'll a you. You. That was Stephen in our <laughs> Steady Get on. Get the
3: Black Arthur on the phone now. <laughs> or whatever his name is. He's, he's, he's
1: very cocky for someone who thought that
3: Livy and Cham moved to like Marcel. That, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, Gordon. If Steve had a loss with her, i would have been i would have been up my in here? I,
1: you never fail to amaze me Because I'm trying to think Of the thought process right We, we know that you've got One of it, But you know that That's marcy uh-huh. Because you You know that Yeah So I, I Your brain works In so many mysterious I can't I can't think of What even made you say Marcel I, I just, Unless I, you were looking At it written down Which makes you think You were cheating
3: No well I couldn't spell it um, I was I was actually Trying <laughs> to be Oh
1: hold on We've got a big goal St Mirren nil. Hibs have won The man advantage Has eventually Uh, Counted for Hibs And it's Ryan Porteous With a header So centre back From a corner Finding the back of the net And it's St Mirren Nil Hibs 1 Yeah Yeah.
2: And it was the two Lads who Didn't get their moves On transfer deadline day Who were again Stuck on the bench At the start by Jack Ross Who are both now on You would have fancied Kevin Nisbet Joint top scorer in the league To maybe be the one To get it break through Against 10 man St Mirren And it turned out To be Ryan Porteous instead Yep, good header, bullet header, very aggressive from the
1: corner kick and it's St Mirren nil, Hibs 1. Uh, Stephen Gerrard says he wants to see consistency in the Scottish FA's disciplinary process. The Rangers boss admits that he had no defence for Alfredo Morelos' charge but he does want every other incident to be judged in the same way.
7: I've looked at the incidents um, a lot of times now and um, I don't think there's a case for us to defend in this situation. Having said that, that doesn't mean we're pleased with everything that happened in that game or that has happened during this season and previous seasons. So it is something behind the scenes. Myself and the board are working very hard on in terms of trying to find better solutions in terms of the disciplinary and the processes that go on. And it's something we'll continue to uh, try and be a support to in terms of the authorities to try and make things better and more consistent. I think that's what every manager wants, um, a level of consistency And for every player or every incident, if you like, to be Judged in the same way So we find that level of consistency I think that will really help the league moving forward
1: 01419511025 No complaints about Morelos um, But wants to see consistency Says Stephen Gerrard What about Tam Inter Bolton What's your take on this Tam? Right
15: I would say The Morelos thing Was definitely a red card But see if you look at the Dan-, Dan McGregor Right yep. The Porties tackle in Barisic I mean that was Another two reds I would say mm. Did, if, you, if you're looking at that tackle And then you're looking at the other two That's, that's One of them should have been hauled up uh, and I, yeah. would even the, I, would, I would say the Porteous one Against Barisic And there was nothing There was absolutely nothing said But, but Goddie, mm. like I don't know if you, you think back to Ryan, the Ryan Edwards I think he played, he played for the United yep, Mariel, and It was a yeah. high tackle mm-hmm. It was a high tackle on him and he'd never stretch stretched off, and, and he never get pulled up.
9: Mm-hmm.
15: And it just seems to be whatever is does, he's getting pulled for absolutely yeah. anything, didn't he? And mm-hmm. I don't know what the panel think about that, but well, yeah,
1: so Let's
2: on. let's put it to Roger Hanna Tam says he's been picked on uh, Well listen I don't know if he's been picked on We discussed it on the show on Saturday Alec Ray and Jim Duffy were discussing it And no one's going to defend um, Morelos' actions against Portes last week Even Stephen Gerrard didn't defend it today And the club have accepted his three game ban But what we discussed on Saturday And I think what Stephen Gerrard's discussing today Just is the lack of consistency um, If you look at the Morelos challenge Then no one has a quarrel if he gets a notice of complaint and a suspension because of it I think where the confusion comes in is Darren McGregor Mm. on Glen Kamara Very similar incident And he doesn't get a notice of complaint Doesn't get a ban And is free to play against Indy United at the weekend And is free to score a goal that puts Hibs 1-0 up And the point we were making at the weekend Tom, is Not only is there a lack of consistency But there's a lack of transparency Now you don't understand it I don't understand it Alec and Jim and Daz, when we were talking about it at the weekend, don't understand it. Wouldn't it be better if we had a system in place where, when these decisions are taken, the people who take the decisions then come out and explain them to us? See,
1: in fairness though, you didn't, but but Tam used a phrase along the lines of Darren McGregor and, and nothing was said about it. Things were said about it and the exact same process kicked in. A consistent process, you might say, which... So it escalated from the referee To three former referees Who then had to make a judgement call So see whilst there is an And by the way, this is not me saying I don't think Darren McGregor deserved the same But whilst you are asking a human being to apply subjectivity, you are not gonna get the type of consistency that you or Tam wants. But you are the, the, the thing that you are you or Tam are suggesting is that every single incident will be judged the same way. And it ca- it can't possibly when you when you have a human element, when you ask one person to look at it who might look at it in a different way from another.
2: Absolutely correct, Gordon. Therefore so we, what what we is need, we wh- need the people and now I don't want these people unmasked. I don't think we should be seeing who the people are who have made these decisions. But I think there should be Explanations offered To the likes of Tam And myself And you Now we all Roger think what
3: about a better system Rather than go to the three re, The 3 extra ex-referees
2: Well listen This is maybe what Stephen Gerrard and the Rangers board Are looking into they're, They say they're looking to improve The system mm-hmm. um, They're not being critical of the SFA They say they want to help the SFA um, And they want to Provide a system That does bring consistency And hopefully brings transparency mm-hmm. As well does
1: Dare I mention it VAR if we have it Alfredo Morelos is sent off And no one really Bats an oh, eyelid oh, listen, and, and if, we ha- if we, we have it Alfredo on.
2: Morelos is sent off twice Because yeah. there was the incident mm-hmm. with Mark Conley In the United game Which landed him a retrospective card yeah. But As Tam mentioned You would imagine That Ryan mm-hmm. Edwards Is also sent off In the previous In United game For that foul on Alfredo Morelos Is it only
1: the retrospective system That you've got A, a, a quarrel with Tam Because you Used the phrase That he is being Picked on but I'm sure the Hibs fans and the Dundee United fans would say, well, if he was being picked on, he would have deservedly got red cards during the game rather than being allowed to finish them and help his team win.
15: But I just want consistency there, I want a wee bit of, okay, and you're looking at this, and that, Ryan Edwards, that, that annoys me a lot because there was just nothing, there was absolutely nothing after that. And I'm quite sure if that was Mirellis had done that on him or any other United players, he would, he would have been half. and mm. and the three game ban or, or or I would say a three game ban. He'd have got that, and there just seems to be nothing but apart from when Mirellis seems to have did us bad tackle, which he did as ever had. It just seems to be always a big hype-up.
1: Maybe it is is about the transparency then, because Tam's then referenced Ryan Edwards and says, I mean, mean, nothing was said, you know, or or, or nothing happened, but, you know, there is a process. Remember, it can only go into that system if the referee says that he did not see it or he did not see it in its entirety. So it might be that the referee was happy that he he saw Ryan Edwards on Morelos and... He, he was happy with what he saw at the time and therefore the process cannot possibly kick in. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that's the bit that needs this publicly is where, that, explained.
3: Yeah, this is where I think the process has got to change a bit, Gordon. I, don't, I I think we can get it better. Now, you can do a couple of options for me. Um, do we just go to the fact that the referee referees a game mm. and honest mistakes are made and we have to deal with it and hope it works its way out during the season? Or... When you do get a system like that... Is it not better the match day referee... Is the one that makes a decision and has a look?
1: Well you could argue though... That then putting it to, to three sets of expert eyes... Should be a belt and braces approach... It, sh- it should yeah, but, be... Yeah
3: but he's... he's For me he's he's refereed the game... He gets a feel for the game... He knows the game... He'll have a look at that decision... And, and a second uh, chance to say... If you have seen that again... Would you have made the same decision on the day of the game and I, I think that would have been a better but than but 3 ex-referee so is,
1: is that another is that another problem then Roger so it was Kevin Clancy this time Tam who's a big Rangers fan says oh, clear red card Morelos Steven Gerrard says clear red card Morelos everybody who watched it says clear red card Morelos apart from the
2: referee apart from the referee now I think he described I'm only going by What Jack Ross said In the post-match and through legs. a tangle of legs Kevin Clancy Seemed to describe it as Which quite clearly It wasn't um, If we're discussing changes I mean you listen to Fraser Wisher Very interesting points He made in the show He is The players representative, If you, if you like And is not in favour Of what he described as re- The re-refereeing yeah. re- of games Different if you know, player A elbows or kicks player B off the ball And mm-hmm. nobody sees it And then, you know, you can take that back And retrospective punishment is administered But he seems to be alarmed at what you would describe as mm-hmm. You know, taking several incidents from mm-hmm. the one game And looking at them again
1: And it's funny because as annoying as VAR is When you watch it down south And you sometimes think oh, I don't know, do we need that hassle up here it's, it's, It seems to have more more bad aspects than good But it it would probably blow our compliance system away There probably wouldn't be any need then For for retrospective Like I say, on on that night Referee goes over, has a look Mm -hmm. Oh well, Morelos is stamped on him Sending off,
2: end of story Yeah, and and listen I know all of the the teething problems Mm -hmm. I've had with VAR down south But I think any technology that's available to us Mm -hmm. That helps get decisions right I think it has to be welcomed
1: Okay, Tam, thank you very much Tommy is a Rangers fan on a similar topic So we're going to hear from him next
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Big night of football in the Scottish Premiership St Mirren 0 Hibbs 1 Ryan Portis is head of the difference uh, St Mirren have been down to 10 men Jack Annick the goalkeeper was sent off in the first half So it's looking like a long way back For St Mirren And no response yet from Aberdeen Livingston Who just seemed to Win football games Every single week at the moment They are winning 2-0 At Putaudry So David Martindale's Fantastic start to life As a manager continues We'll keep you up to speed on them And of course Celtic fans Comarnock fans What are you expecting? Kick off in 20 minutes time Why not get in touch React to the team news And let us know how you think It is going to go Before we do anything Before we speak to Tommy and Govan Let me give you this teaser Sent in tonight It's a similar one To what we had last week From the Crazy Pony So it's like Part 2 if you like of this question And I think you'll like it We're looking for 7 Non Old firm players Who have been on loan In Scotland at some point So not permanent They've been on loan In Scotland at some point And have also been transferred For a fee greater than 5 million pounds Okay, So seven non-old firm players Who've been on loan in Scotland at some point And have also been transferred For a fee greater than £5 million
2: um, Jay Rodriguez
1: Yes, well done Who was he on loan to? Stirling Albion Stirling Albion, can you believe that? £12.2 million or thereabouts To West Brom Previously on loan at Stirling Albion that is a great I would never have got that, Roger Never heard that fact before,
2: no? No That's a good one that's a good one Yeah He's trying to think of fees Casper Smeko Didn't go for more than five Did
1: No it? He doesn't appear to be on the list I, w- I wondered about him And I tried to look it up I don't I don't think so I mean listen
7: Give Oi. and take a little bit
1: on this Because there's always a bit of Grey area about transfer fees How about but, James Madison? Yeah he's top 22.5 oh, million Was on loan Right okay So you get you get the picture now We'll leave it there You can play along at home Seven non-old firm players Who've been on loan in Scotland at some point And have also been transferred for a fee greater than £5 million So guys like James Madison was on loan at Aberdeen Huge transfer to Leicester Jay Rodriguez was on loan at Stirling Albion Big transfer to West Brom So you get the gist Um, Let's go to Tommy in Govan See what he's got for us tonight Hi Tommy
16: Hi, how you doing? Uh, listen, like you say, I've been listening to the show most of the year. It's been excellent. Um, and I think yourself, Gordon, coming in, uh, being impartial and you manage things well, uh, but obviously what's been happening in the footballs made the show even better. Um, being a Rangers fan. But listen, my point was, and as I was listening to Stevie Gerrard's interview today, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was quite explosive, actually, what he was saying, mm-hmm. if you look between the lines. that More or less, and I'm... I thought what he was really saying was, is that okay? We accept that it was a red card, um, but there's a double standard here, not only this season but in previous seasons. And I hope, I hope uh, he said that he was looking at it with the board, and it was going to look to work with the authorities going forward to make things more consistent. Which I thought was just sort of a diplomatic language for saying, look there's a problem here. If it wasn't for double standards there'd be no standards at all. Mm. I can think back as far as you want to go back way eh, as soon as they brought in sort of retrospective punishment, Rangers got hammered and, and other teams didn't. Let's just put it like that, what to be delicate about things. Um and I, I just wonder mm-hmm. you know, it seemed obvious to me that he's saying, look, enough's enough. We're not going to put up with this as a cob anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, Tommy, about making it a sort of club issue with, and by the way, sorry, St Mirren are 2-0 down now, Martin Boyle with a penalty. Jamie Murphy brought down, Martin Boyle scores, so 2-0 to Hibbs. See when we we do this, Tommy, and make it about, you know, Rangers have been hammered or that club's got away with it and and so on. The the difficulty, I think, in finding any sort of common ground, because you can understand the way football in this city works, right? See if you're going to tell me, that Rangers get the most retrospective bans, right? Which I think is the case, or, or that's that's kind of what you're getting at. Y- you would expect me to turn around and ask the question: Okay, does that not mean that they're getting away with more on the pitch?
16: No, I think that would just be a factually accurate statement, and you can go back ten, twelve years. Well,
1: no, that, that's the thing, though. But I, I, I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting how how valid it is. But that's that's my point. See, when you offer a fact, as then. Proof of something that actually might not have any correlation of Because Rangers have been the hardest hit by retrospective You've got that as proof Proof that the system is out to get Rangers
16: What I'm pointing to is the double standard Now if you look at what he was talking about He was talking about a self-same incident in the same game Uh, That it was one incident was viewed one way And the other Mm was viewed the other no, there's an anonymous group of three or whoever it is. And by the way, whatever the various guises that this has had, whether it was a compliance officer, whether it was them the looking at the video evidence, whether it's the group of three, it's the same thing. Rangers are caught in it. And mm-hmm. basically, and things in the same game and actually incidents worse than the ones that Rangers have been punished for go unpunished mm-hmm. in oh, other games.
1: That, that's, that's the thing, Tommy. This is what I'm trying... So, I... I feel like most people agree with you most people agree oh, how can you look at Darren McGregor's and say that he wasn't mm. but you would have to admit Tommy there must be room in there for the question of Morelos deserved to be sent off in the game and he deserved to be sent off at Tanadice don't take my word for that take Rangers word for it because they accepted the bans yet he didn't get punished at the time and he was able to go on and score the winner or, or, or score in the game
16: there's nobody that who's
1: contesting that. No, and by the way, and and, I, and that's what I mean. So if if the SFA is so stacked against Rangers and so desperate to to penalise them or Morelos, why not just send them off during the game?
16: Well, because the referee's made his judgment during the course of the game. I think, and you alluded to it earlier yourself, the referee thought he seen one thing. Mm-hmm. Has probably been made to have a look at it again and said, "Well, look, you better come to a different decision." Look what happened. I, I don't know, I'm surmising, but he said one thing, then uh-huh. done another.
1: OK, so the current referees, the referees that are in action at the moment on the pitch, they're not out to get Alfredo Morelos, but the panel of three ex-referees are out to get Alfredo Morelos.
16: No, I think you can you can look at Alfredo Morelos. Uh, he's only a, a sort of microcosm of what I'm trying to get to. You, this predates long before Morelos was at Rangers. You could look at Morelos in isolation and and probably fill ten minutes with all the things that he's been done for get away with all the all the things that other players were doing to him before he got sent off and reacted and la 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 la. Y you, you, you could even have a couple there where he, Morelis has been punished but players who provoked him and actually assaulted him, if you like, get nothing. So but but that's that's almost camouflaging the point I think that Stevie Gerard was trying to make today. And by the way I thought the way he done it was just classy. He could have said a lot of things that would have been inflammatory and whatever, but he said it in such a fashion that he's saying, look, we're not going to be shouting and bawling, but enough's enough. I thought that's what he was saying.
1: Yeah, I suppose you can't shout and bawl Roger when on one hand you're admitting that, that it should have been a sending off. So that that was a, it, it was a, it was a, yeah, I mean, Tommy's right, it was, an easy win If you like For Stephen Gerrard Where you can admit Look by the way I have no problem Admitting my guy Did something wrong But there's a, there's a problem here That we weren't looked at
2: Yeah And it'll be interesting To see you know the, These things They tend to get brought up At the SFA AGM In the summer Usually the month of June It takes place If there's any rule changes For the following season and, and all member clubs Have the opportunity there To put Potential rule changes there, so it might be Rangers, it might be another club. Other clubs might be unhappy as well. Tommy, with the way that, that this system—I'm sure they are. I operate. think I feel so like There is a frustration out it, there. It, it's within the you know, it's within the gift of the club's Gordon <clears throat> to change this for next season.
1: Uh, St Mirren one, Hibs two. Maybe there is life left in the Saints. Uh, John Obika uh, with the goal to pull one back. I'll tell you what it reminds me of, Gordon, because I'll always the beauty of me being here, stuck in the middle of all this, is there's always as an example. I'll get Celtic fans Regularly Who send me pictures Of a stat That says that Rangers have Is it given away No penalties this season Is that what it is Or that they've been awarded The most penalties mm-hmm. And they offer that As proof That Rangers get an easy ride From referees And then on the other hand We see a, a, a stat That Rangers have had X amount of Retrospective bans And that is offered as Proof That they are picked on What those things don't do is all for proof at all They might add weight to a theory mm-hmm. but, but these things are very difficult to
3: prove Yeah I do agree with you Gordon I, I think the biggest problem here is I don't think I think the system could be better I think this where, I think this is where Everybody agrees uh, You all get Rangers fans on And they're talking about Morelos And they don't disagree But then you look at the Darren McGregor Now there's guys like us for instance uh, On the day said that Darren McGregor should have been off the pitch as well. But obviously it goes to the panel. They decide, the three decide that it wasn't enough to see uh, any punishment. I think the system... Now, you can argue Rangers, you can argue Celtic, Mm -hmm. you'll get other clubs, you'll get other fans phoning in and sending photos and, and what happened there and stats. It's all about the system. I think we can get the system better. I don't like the system the way it is. And if we have to get back to the fact that on the day Mm. the referee deals with it, then
1: we have to go with it. How did we get here then, Roger? How did we end up with this system? Is it because, and I'm not going to blame fans for this because that's fine, fans can do that. Is it because, did we get here because people... Couldn't accept that things might just go against them And things might be missed And we wanted more And we strove for perfection And this is where it uh, got us It's a little bit like VAR Yeah Because what Gordon's saying right It's all It's very easy for us to sit in here and go Don't don't referee games Just whatever said on the day And we all need to take it on the chin Except people do not take it on the
2: chin They don't Yeah th- Listen I think it's just Advancement Progression if you like I think the club's Wanted a better system than just that system of well, walk well, just got on with it The referees made his decision And I don't think they were satisfied with that anymore And up here, you've mentioned VAR a couple of times Gordon There's not enough finance in Scottish football For us to afford VAR So the richer leagues have VAR And we're left to try mm. and put in place a, a, a sort of compliance system That gets us close to VAR Without it actually being VAR And the compliance system we've got at the minute it has its pros, but it definitely has its cons as well I
1: wonder if it's that wee nuance that frustrates people the most Because WCP Rangers is on saying Gordon, you're still missing the point that the charge stated the ref missed the incident When he actually saw it, the ref, the, the game is being re-reffed With all due respect to WCP Rangers 1977 I, I'm not missing the point, Roger the, That bit about the referee is allowed to say that he saw the incident but that he missed the part of it which would have constituted the red card. And that's a really subtle difference. Well, Because for us, missing it
2: is I'm facing the other way. Yeah, go back to what Jack Ross said after the game. Jack Ross said, when when he spoke to Kevin Clancy, Kevin Clancy said, I saw it and it looked like a tangle of legs. So anyone else who's seen it appreciates. It wasn't a tangle of legs, so he has seen it, but he's not actually seen the aspect of it. it. That is causing the controversy But that's
3: that's what I'm saying Roger If you're going to go to a panel Why not go to the referee And give him a second view of it And then ask him his opinion Because he's got the feeling of uh, You know Refereeing the game On the day And then say to him Right okay You've seen it a second time Do you still agree with your decision And let him make the decision Then there would be no arguments Oh no but that's my point There absolutely would be We all pretend that there wouldn't
1: Except there would No there because Because would. everybody
3: wants to know Who the three guys are in the panel Who disagreed Exactly, because we, exactly, exactly. A, because we don't. v one Exactly Because we don't trust anyone Yeah So Why not go back to the referee Who refereed the game And I'm not for that Gordon I must admit I'm, the, I'm from the old fashioned way I'm thinking Referee the game once the final, you've got to accept the decisions but, on the day. But then again, do and we've you? We've not got VAR. No, the supporters don't.
1: No. no we're not just supporters, right? If you you a referee turns his back and someone smashes someone right in the face and it doesn't get seen at the time, you're happy to let that go and not be looked at retrospectively. Come on.
3: I know what you're saying, but we've not got VAR up here, right? So but you're I just fi- saying you're happy I've, to I've leave I've, it on
1: the day. Can you? You think? Yeah,
3: you- I, I'm. I'm for two things. I'm for either refereeing on the day or letting the referee have the final say and a second mm. opinion. Not three guys, three ex-referees sitting in a studio. You
2: think you get got problems now? Imagine if the three-man panel was Daz the Mushroom and Alec Ray. No, honestly I'll well, be sorted
1: out In five minutes uh, Tommy, pleasure to speak to you Thank you to Tommy and Govern, Right, what's happening In the football St Mirren oh, Life it's a geeky, left in yeah, them. Roger, yeah. uh, Gordon Can you see an equaliser?
3: Yeah, I can they are certainly been positive uh, he's, he's thrown two up uh, Abika got that goal back Gave them a bit of confidence Gordon I think there's another goal in it uh, Ten minutes to go Maybe nine minutes to go So it's, uh, it's been a very open, attractive game The second half St men put up a good fight Even though they're down to 10 men And missing their number one mm. goalkeeper and yeah. a, cu-
2: a couple of early wins in England Arsenal led They're now 2-1 yeah. behind And down to 9 men West Brom led But they are now 2-1 Down to Sheffield United At the bottom of the English Premier League
1: So all happening We're building up to kick off Between Killy and Celtic as well We've got your teaser Livy still leading Aberdeen at Petaudry. But something way more important than all of that You might have heard this last week All of this week We are helping you to look after your mental well-being As we continue to try and navigate our way through this pandemic Which is tough for everyone Last night we heard from our bro striker Partick Thistle legend Chris Doolan Told us about his toughest thing has not been able to see his parents Well tonight Chris makes an important point About no matter what career you're in Whether it's football, joiner A newspaper man like Roger Hanna A professional Whatever it is that Gordon DL does This pandemic is affecting everyone Uh, Let's take a listen to what he had to say
14: I'm the patron of a a mental health charity actually um, Called Back On Side And you know so I I actually get to see behind the scenes Of just how much work Companies and charities like like this do um, And the great work that they do And also the the, the challenges that people face Never underestimate Just the the pressure that people are actually under Um, And it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in or what industry you're in, right now, everybody's going through the same things, you know, and I I think that's important that it doesn't matter if you're a football player or you're a joiner. Um, I think everybody right now is going through the same uh, turmoil. Um, But, you know, it is important that that at some point in the day you just take a wee minute or two just to yourself, just to to do something that, that makes you feel good. Just make sure that, you know, you're on top of your own mental health. But, um, but before you start to turn down To, to try and help other people um, I always think it's good Just to just have a wee check Of your, your own mental health
1: Yes well said Chris Dillon. It's so important You look after you During this pandemic If you need any help Please remember You are never alone There is help available Whether it's over the phone Or online To find the support That's right for you You can visit nhsinformed.scot Forward slash mind Or call NHS 24 On 111 We'll go back to Rugby Park for kick off And get the answers To the teaser next
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One. Super scoreboard.
1: Moments away from kickoff at Rugby Park. It's a big one between Kilmarnock and Celtic. Let's get the recap of the teams with Alison Conroy.
4: Yep, Celtic just coming out the tunnel. Kilmarnock to follow here at Rugby Park. Two changes for Kilmarnock for this one. Five for Celtic. Colin Doyle in goal for Kilmarnock. A back four of Ross Mill and Clevid DiComona. Zeno, Rossi and Brandon Hunstrup. The midfield four of Chris Burke, Alan Power, Gary Dickern Aaron Tishbola. Up top, Rory McKenzie and George Oakley. For Celtic tonight, Scott Bain in goal. A back four of John Joe Kenny, Chris Iyer Stephen Welsh and Greg Taylor. The midfield four will be Ryan Christie, Scott Brown, David Turnbull and Callum McGregor. Up top for Celtic for this one, Albion Ayeti and Odson Edward. And your referee at Rugby Park is Kevin Clancy.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that one. On, Kilmarnock like Celtic, and then over to three big games tomorrow. We might get late drama between St Mirren and Hibbs. It doesn't look like it at Pataudry. Um Still no sign of an Aberdeen comeback. What to do, Roger? You mentioned the Arsenal red card. Make sure you check out the one that the goalkeeper just received. That's my recommendation for you tonight. I'm sure whatever Scottish football's got to offer will be better, but it's still worth checking out.
2: Worse than Jack Annick? Uh,
1: in a weird way Yeah I'd right. say so mm. um, Anyway I'll leave that with you Right Just building up to kick off Kilmarnock Celtic We'll bring in a Kilmarnock fan On the line in a second Very quickly Seven non-Old Firm players Who've been on loan In Scotland at some point And have also been transferred For a fee greater than Five million So okay. guys like James Madison On loan mm. at Aberdeen Jay Rodriguez On loan at Stirling Albion I think I've got one Maris at St Mirren. No no, that was like a trial or something. He never it wasn't Oh, long, I don't think.
3: Gordon, don't take that away from
2: me.
1: We, no, we no didn't
2: chance. get Kasper Schmeichel What was his deputy, Danny Ward?
1: Yes, Danny Ward about fourteen
2: million, ended up going to Leicester for. And while we on goalies, what with Tim Krul? No. <sighs> uh, I thought he was nailed on. Allison was reading out the teams there for killing him. What did Aaron Tishpola go for?
1: Well, see, this no, was the thing he Aston was Villa. He was on the Crazy Ponies list, right? Yeah. But is he now not permanently a commandment player?
2: Yeah but it was on loan The first couple of times Yeah no, but it's,
1: it on, it's only on loan So they've never played Permanently here So I only get hit those
2: moving goalposts here, No
1: no that's all I said it earlier on Just not my fault You're not listening
2: Aye yeah, what about yourself And the Dazzlers team What about Lewis Graben? Yes Lewis Grabban, Well done You'd never get that Gordon
1: Would you Nope Not in a million years Right okay four down Three to get Let's bring in Simon Who's a Kilmarnock fan On the line Simon can your team Pile more misery On Celtic tonight Or will they pile more misery On you
17: yeah, the latter um, They're going to definitely put more misery on, on us tonight um, We're missing obviously our two best defenders in Broadfoot and Finlay. Uh Broadfoot especially has been probably our most consistent player all season uh, We've got Colin Doyle in goals Who's just you know a walking highlight real of mistakes So I'm looking forward to that with the amount of goalkeeping problems have been in Scotland and England tonight I wouldn't put it past another one from that uh, I think we're, we're going to really struggle tonight Celtic, I know, are having trouble But uh, I think we're in a little bit more bother We need a new manager in ASAP In order to um, in order to sort the mess out And I just don't see it happening tonight Especially with guys like Andy Millen and George
1: Not even at your own place though Simon, it's not a place where uh, Celtic have enjoyed going And that was even when they were A confident, vibrant Celtic team
17: Yeah, Neil Lennon's never lost at Rugby Park As a player or a manager So um, I'm not too confident about that changing tonight uh, I think the I say the defence Clever DiCamona at centre half alongside Zeno, Ibsen, Rossi, a young young boy on loan. That's, that doesn't fill me with any confidence. Ross Millen has uh, is, is been very poor at right back. Uh Honstrop's probably our only good defender that's playing today at left back. So, you know, I'm not really too confident about that at all, really.
1: Well, <sighs> Simon's. Not not looking forward to it, Gordon deal, and that's an understatement.
3: Yeah, uh, I tend to agree. I think that uh, even though Celtic are in poor form themselves, Gordon, I think they'll have too much for them. commander um, and uh, they're going to end up in the relegation fight. We do say that a lot about Celtic at the moment, though, and then I sort of that,
1: get end up surprised.
3: But I, I just think are in a bad place as well. Um, if it was a confident Camarnock side at Rugby Park I would, I would fear probably more for Celtic um, but mm. they're not a confident side they've obviously lost their manager um, they've made a few changes tonight as well um, I just think that um, it's worrying times if you're a Camarnock uh, supporter just now for me
1: just Roger it depends sometimes you get that sort of winded animal thing don't you where Celtic come out and, and try and make a statement but a home defeat, a home game against Saint Mirren, who are in form, then into an away game against a Kilmarnock team who are not in form. Is there much difference between the size of those challenges, just given the, where they are? Do you see what I mean? Does it does it balance out the the form?
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's such a thing at the minute as an easy game for Celtic. The the way things are going, that you know, you, you started the show by asking. The mood of Celtic supporters On a night like this And I think the mood of Celtic supporters Probably mirrors the mood of the team You know Ordinarily Celtic used to get down the M77 Beat Kilmarnock And come back up the road with three points But At the start of this season There was a 1-1 draw down there That was that silly foul I think by Christopher Julian On Nicky Kabamba. Cabamba got up Took the penalty Denied Celtic two points And it began to unravel there And even Even against a Kilmarnock team That you know, Do have problems of their own Manager gets sacked at the weekend I don't think there are any guarantees tonight at all uh, Simon what about the managerial situation?
17: Yeah it's, it's one that needs to be sorted ASAP I think there, there's talent in the squad I just don't think they've been given the right coaching And the right tactics this season In order to, to get the best out of them So we need, a, we need a new manager in pronto I've got three options in my head I've got a dream option Uh, Kind of more out of the box option And the sensible Safe option Right Uh, So (laughs) I'll start with the kind of Out of the box No no Save
1: that till the end That sounds the most exciting Give us your sensible one first
17: Sensible first one is Tommy Wright Um, Knows the league we Will get the team playing well Uh, Will get the team playing solidly More importantly has a record at St. Johnson recently of bringing through a bit more younger players. He had to change the team around. They were a bit stodgy and he turned them into a kind of more attacking team towards his later, later part. I think he would come in and we wouldn't have any issues about relegation with him. Um, the dream appointment would be uh, the Cowley brothers, Danny and Nicky, who worked wonders down south. They've actually played with, uh, managed a couple of the players in our squad, including uh, Alan Power. Uh, they were most recently at Huddersfield. I think they would be an excellent appointment, maybe looking to, you know, get a new name for themselves up in Scotland. I think they would be be fantastic. And out of the box, uh, as I mentioned, sorry, is Paul Clement. Uh, just He's just left his job in, in Belgium. He's um, the most like Steve Clark that I can think of, that sort of assistant to bigger names. And... Um, you know, is that kind of serious nature to him, uh, and he's the one who ticks most of the Steve Clark boxes. But I think that would be too much of a risk. Uh, so I think Tommy Wright. My my brain says Tommy Wright is the the only option. So what, 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 what about what,
3: the ex mother manager, Stevie Robinson? Has she not got to be a there?
17: Well, he never, he didn't fancy a relegation battle with Motherwell a couple of weeks ago. So why would he fancy one become on it now? No, I
3: mean, maybe he fancied a change. It wasn't in fact of a relegation battle, yeah, and maybe t- just yeah, a- couldn't
1: go on at Motherwell sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, Roger. He wants Paul Clement, but we'll settle for Tommy
2: Wright. I think that's
1: is that is, is Paul Clement that that dream. Is that the
2: dreamland? Listen, I don't know If Simon had phoned Prior to the appointment Of Steve Clark And mentioned Steve Clark's name I would probably have been Quite dismissive to say He would never come to Kilmarnock And he did And he did a terrific job And he moved on to the Scotland job And he's done a terrific job So, listen Who are we to say Paul Clement Wouldn't be interested in the job Who are we to say The Cowley brothers Danny and Nicky w- Wouldn't be interested in the job We don't know um, I think Kilmarnock Need to get somebody in soon um, James Fowler The head of football operations Has already said It won't be him um, they need to get somebody in soon To steady the ship And also address a situation Where I believe It's about 13 players I think Are out of contract in the summer Gordon um, mm. That and it's You wonder About the management Of the football department and how Something like that Has been allowed to happen Simon's given his team No chance whatsoever tonight
1: Celtic had a penalty claim there on Edward down Under the challenge from Alan Power
2: Well we've spoken a lot about VAR I think it was VAR That's a penalty Think so? Yeah
3: Gordon I can't see it I've not got it in front of me gone. so I'm going to go with <laughs> you guys
2: I
1: told you we're all in different studios at the moment trying to stay safe I didn't realise that I've <laughs> got, got a TV I'm, and Johanna's
2: got a TV you know, you you know, know what's Gordon happened d- 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 Dad's heard Cowley and switched on to the professionals on <laughs> ITV4 I've,
3: st- I've still got St Mirren and it's finished 2-1 Right Simon, thank you very much Uh,
1: You sounded pretty down about things I don't know if your team can cheer you up Between now and the end of the evening But stay in touch over the coming weeks As this managerial situation picks up pace Let's go back to Paisley And get a full-time report from Andrew McLean
11: yeah, Thankfully I could see this game while it was going on St Mirren 1, Hibs 2, the full time score in Paisley, Jack Ross's side held out against 10 men for a big 3 points no real chances in the first half but the big incident of the opening 45 came when Jake Doyle Hayes played a short back pass to Jack Anick. when he came out to meet it he hesitated outside his box he was beaten to the ball by Martin Boyle, he knocked the ball past the buddy's goalkeeper and was taken down, Anick given his marching orders they faced a battle after that, they held out until half time but Ryan Porteous and Kevin Nisbet who had been left on the bench again were both put on after the break and it was the defender who opened the scoring he rose the highest from a Martin Boyle corner 55 minutes in to head Hibs into the lead. They then doubled their advantage from the spot. Marcus Fraser pulling down Jamie Murphy in the box. Up stepped Martin Boyle and he blasted home for 2-0. However, the 10 men of St Mirren went for giving up. Pulled one back on the counter-attack. Dylan Connolly using his pace to get into the box. He cut the ball across for John Obeka and he had space to pick his place and make it 2-1. St Mirren tried to get the equaliser but the visitors held out to get all three points and climbed to third in the table. The full-time score at the Smicer Stadium is St Mirren 1, Hibs 2.
1: Uh, There we go, it's also finished between Aberdeen and Livingston And it finished 2-0 to Livy Briefly then on on both of those results, combine them if you can
3: Well first and foremost, uh, Livy train rolls on Gordon Uh, What a job this guy's doing Fantastic, Uh, great result up at Aberdeen Gets that monkey off his back with the fact that there's the only team they've not uh, beaten um, St Mirren It was an uphill task After losing their goalkeeper But I thought it was A really interesting game And all eyes now Firmly fixed on Rugby Park To see if Celtic Can bounce back after A disappointing result At the weekend
1: Yeah they look up for it Early on uh, Odds and Edwards Had a few sights at goal They had that penalty claim Waved away also uh, Roger Hanna Two big results Already tonight
3: Yeah
2: and you it, will just look at the table Hibs go third above Aberdeen in the table Um, Once again an Aberdeen player in the the media this morning In the newspapers talking about beating Celtic to second place And the the first time they play after that They lose at home to Livingston So Hibs are third It'll be a real battle now And and there's a decent prize for third place this season Because probably no likelihood of a Scottish Cup taking place Third place would mean Europa League One qualifier and even if you lose the mm-hmm. qualifier You go into the group phase In the new Euro Conference League
1: Yeah big incentive that one So still goalless Kelly Celtic let's round off Your teaser tonight Seven non-old firm players Who have been on loan In Scotland at some point Only on loan And have been transferred For a fee greater Than five million So guys like James Madison Danny Ward J. Rodriguez Lewis grabbing three To get go
3: Come yeah, on Take S- it away Roger
2: Speaking of Motherwell strikers Lukas Jutkovic. No What about Michael Hector At Aberdeen Yes when it was at over 5 million to Fulham Well done Two um, more Charlie Taylor at Burnley Nope Going back to a couple of St Miriam And seven Watson Christopher Reed. Don't bother mm, Gives a clue oh. Gordon Pretty recent Big move in the
1: English Premier League And it was kind of spoken about at the time I remember that guy played up here uh, Played for one of the Edinburgh sides Who just won in Paisley mm. You'll kick yourself I think this one's doable It's easier than Lewis Graben for instance
2: Oh struggling Roger. Hibbs Hibbs Hibs. And Ooh. Spurs. Oh come on.
1: Seriously. No, I kinda get it. Fullback. I think. Oh Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty. Matt Do- yeah, well done. And the last one, a six point six million pound move to Swansea. And I think the team he played for up here no longer exist. Was a great player? Was it Kyle Norton? Kyle Norton, well oh. done. We got there on the end Thank you Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Big wins for Hibbs and Livingston What's going to happen at Rugby Park Will Celtic's woes continue Or will it be back to winning ways We will find out And then we'll give you all the post-match reaction On tomorrow night's show We've then got Hamilton Ross County Motherwell Dundee United at 6 And Rangers charged towards the title Sees them welcome St Johnston to Ibrox At quarter to 8 So you won't want to miss that Thank you for your company this evening We'll speak to you tomorrow. Callum Gallagher will look after you for the rest of tonight.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompson's